Hey guys, welcome back to Honey Girls World Podcast. I'm coming to you guys with another episode this week. And my special guest from last week, Ms. Harmony, is in here joining us. We're going to have a blast today. We're going to talk about memory and productivity and all the things I know you need to know because we got to get it together. Harmony, welcome back. Yay! Thank you so much for having me back, sister. Always happy to be here. And, you know, we were having a great conversation not too long ago. So I thought it would be like, well, something to catch back up on again. So I'm glad that we're back here. You know, our our goal with this, you guys, was that every time we have these conversations, we're like, wait, we should be recording this because a lot of it is very mindful and thoughtful. It's it's discussions that I think people don't realize they're having to really help jumpstart their mindset and get their brain going in the right direction. So I'm excited to get it together. I'm excited that we're doing this yet again. And um, let's go ahead and um, get into the topic for today. First of all, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good today. Today it has been... um... It started off productive and it's going through its flow. So, you know, midway through the day and I feel good about it. There, after going through and talking about and getting an idea for planning, it's giving me a better understanding for how to solidify my actual plans and stick to them so I'm not bouncing around like I always do. Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. You know, we got started on this conversation today mainly because you were trying to figure out ways to utilize the Everything Planner, which I'm super excited for because Everything Planner Mini is available for sale if you are Woo-hoo. looking for something that's a little bit more condensed, not so you know, heavy content packed as the original Everything Planner is. So that's how we got started really talking about all of this. And, you know, I, I explained to you that it is very, very important that in order for us to establish any form of, um, remembering mindfulness, really just keeping our mindset so that we're not forgetful, we have to establish some form of routine or habit because the more we do it, the more consistent, the more our minds will naturally do it. And I think that while I must say I'm probably born with a very good memory, um, that is what allowed me to really stay consistent in what I'm doing, remember what it is I need to do and, you know, dates and times and all of those kinds of things really become normal and an easy part for me because I do it so much, right? We're establishing a routine and habit and the more repetitive we become, the easier it is for us to remember some things, right? Exactly. I agree. Sometimes, you know, I'll be honest of me trying to implement planning and things like that. I was like, man, how many times do I need to rewrite, you know, pay for this or uh, turn in this thing or another thing before it ingrains in me? And then I started realizing um, 
my brain was getting used to that routine, that habit, that system, so that I wasn't going to need to be checking it off of a habit tracker. And some people need those, you know, but I was trying to figure out how to how to make sure because I'm so forgetful. You know, we've always called you growing up in the family, you were the elephant because you don't forget. And uh, your, your memory was just always on par. You'd remember everything. And I remember looking at different ways and systems that I could try to remember things and I wasn't quite getting it. And so when you had mentioned to me, you know, uh, one of the things you had brought up to me before was turning the page in the second that it takes for me to have to flip through a page or turn a page I've forgotten what it is I need to do and so definitely getting into that habit of I've rewritten it here it's something that I'm utilizing all the time it's more than just routine but it is an ingrained habit um definitely agree it would stick with me a lot longer because those are the ones where I don't have to think about it I know where I'm going already you know color coding works for me for that way i use color coded folders when i'm in google drive and that's a huge resource so even in a planner having those colorful hubs for like time blocks and things that i can refer back to yes i know what i'm working on because this is the time and this is the block of time that i'm in and these are the things i'm doing you know i do I do, and I definitely agree with you. Sometimes we don't realize that when we're doing something, we are actually establishing the basis for what it is that we need to move on with or move forward with, you know? And I think it's really, really important that we stop and, again, mindful. Mom used to say, she would tell me all the time as a kid and I don't know if she used this word with you as well but she'd be like you need to be mindful right everything that we do has some form of structure and therefore creating a basis or a foundation for where it is we're going right in life and Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of we developing that structure that foundation to help open up our mindset to where it is we need to be so you know planners we talked about um you know how i have habit trackers set into the everything planner and the everything planner mini it's even in the monstera planner um and i may not necessarily use a habit tracker specifically like someone else would so you know tracking water or anything like that and the reason why i don't is because i had gotten so what is that word i'm looking for my routine was established so much that i don't need something to tell me that i gotta do something you know it right is it it doesn't work like that for me and I know I'm jumping around topics here, but this is something when when I do vision board workshops, when you and I do them together, you know, I always tell people that when you're creating your vision or your vision board or your vision book or anything along those lines, we need to be able to make it to the point where we have become such a powerful manifester that we don't ever have to think about doing it anymore it becomes second nature for us to just jump and get it done you know we know that we control all of that and 
habit tracking is the same thing right doing something repetitively it's the same thing you do it so often that you no longer have to think about it you are now that powerful source to be able to get that done and people just oftentimes they don't even think about stuff like that you know they automatically just assume that oh, well, I need this this and that you want to get to the point in your life where those tools are tools that help jump start you but now you are your ultimate tool you are the thing that really helps you know put everything into place towards that journey getting all of that stuff done and that should be any person's ultimate goal because then that's one less thing they have to do they no longer have to track what it is they need to do every day it is now a part of them constantly it's habit already right that that's be I hear what you're saying it becomes purposeful you're now reliant on your own self and what you've already established for yourself right. as a system versus having to rely on yet another system as a tool right. um it's kind of there as a hub maybe for you to check in with it in the day but at the end of the day you know you've already established that system for yourself i totally agree i think that's something that um you know i'm not sure how you feel about it being something for even school students to start getting used to but in a way i guess they kind of do they really are learning how to establish that structure they're doing things in a routine way so that it becomes second nature we don't have to tell children you need to do this today we might check in with them we might pull up a resource for them and remind them whether that be a calendar or a checklist but at the end of the day they've established that system. It's the same no matter where we are. Yes. And that should that is I mean, you brought that up being in your type of background and what you're doing right now, you know, work-wise, I think is such a great tool for our conversations because you know, students truly need to not just establish the routine and the habit but it allows them to be so comfortable in what they're doing every day that they're no longer fighting with their own personal insides you know what i mean right it's so mm-hmm. easy for them that they're like hey listen i can do this and you know i'm jumping i'm jumping again because my mind's all over the place because your sister didn't write a blog post in a while so my mind's kind of <laughs> but you know I will follow you where you go thank you thank you very much you come down that rabbit hole with me. <laughs> but you know I I think about common core we had this conversation yesterday or the day before about how I understand that they're trying to teach children on a specific level and give them different options to be able to solve one problem so that it can easily go one child who learns different from another may learn different from another but that also becomes an issue for kids who may be struggling with certain learning disabilities because it wasn't repetitive enough for them to learn one way now they're learning five other ways what do they do you know how much right. struggle is it for poor kids and and I'm saying this as someone who's been teaching virtual learning with the boys at home due to covid you know i can't wrap my own mind around this and i see that the boys 
are just barely getting on the cusp of being able to do something when they have to switch another and do learn it a different way. So they're not able to grasp, again, that routine, that habit of something doing it consistently enough to be able to learn it so that they're comfortable enough to do it all the time. Um, Which then, if they're comfortable, I do get what you're saying, because I think sometimes we have different views on Common Core and what it does and doesn't do for the school structure, but we come together in that in that way, is I do agree, it there's not they're not comfortable enough with it where then if they wanted to venture off and find something that they can dive further into that is a technique or a tool that they could use to help strengthen them further in their routines or establish their understanding of whatever content they need to know um you know so that be vocational school or maybe they get really interested in a subject for um, something else having to do with Common Core for math or for reading. When they decide to then further explore that, then it becomes solidified that they've established a system. Now they're exploring other tools as vehicles to get them to understand more things for later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe they might want to expand further on things to read relating to i don't know scientists or reptile reptiles you know um but they can't get there until they have an understanding of basically what is science you know what is a what is a reptile or what may um and i agree with you they need that foundation before because so many children lack it and it's hard i feel that i didn't have you and i didn't have common core growing up it wasn't a thing no and I just learned you know, how to do that, like when Kael, who was my oldest, was in elementary school. That's when Common Core really started. He's in high school now, but you know, I it was just the beginning of Common Core math. And when I think about it, I'm like, okay, that's something interesting. I get to learn different ways of doing it. But if you don't quite caught it right the first time grasp it right learning something new when you don't get the big gotta have it in your hand thank you right is gotta have it in your hand before you can throw the ball right right that's ironic that you use that metaphor but okay (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny yeah that's that's where I'm I I get it I I see certain things that the boys do in school and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I think, I think I could learn that. And I do, there are some things that I grasp very easily, but then as soon as they learn one thing, you know, they're being told to, okay, let's, let's try something else. Um, Let's learn it this way. And I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Like we need to first figure out the structure of how we got from point A to point B before we can get all the way to Z, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that, you know, Common Core is, is is a good thing and then it's not. And it might just be because I'm old school arithmetic, but at the same time, if as an adult 
who's lived my life to a certain extent struggling with something like that, I can only imagine your regular kids in school. And I don't even know why I said regular, but you know what I mean? Like elementary school kids in school. Trying to say not everybody's like you, basically. And I just jokes. (laughs) Not everybody is like me. And if I'm struggling to grasp that, can you imagine? Like, (laughs) I... I don't even know how I would go about doing that. It can't be easy at all. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it ties in with our whole planner productivity type of conversation today. It's that we have to be able to do something enough to where we grasp, we grasp the information in its entirety so that we can adapt it. And then, you know, moving forward, we can incorporate that into a routine or a habit that would work for us but we have to first figure it out from the beginning so you know when I look at when I look at common core and I look at what the kids are teaching I have this conversation with a lot of older adults where they're like you know that's not how I learned and I tried to do it this way um there was someone I talked to a few months ago where they said they were working with their grandchild and they taught their grandchild how to do it old school math and then the grandchild took the paper to school and the teacher essentially said well that's not how it's done it didn't matter if the the answer was essentially the same it wasn't outlined or done the same exact way they were teaching in school so you know this grandparent was essentially saying well you know i i think it's ridiculous why can't we just do it a certain way and as being a parent knowing the different types of math i see that concept i understand where they're coming from but that's not the issue in its entirety my issue is we have to be able to teach these kids this concept so that they grasp that 100%, but not so much that they're struggling when they're coming to a parent or a grandparent who doesn't get that information. You know what I mean? Like, Right, because how could we collaborate, right? How could we make it so that it were maybe... And we have things like these, called they call them math talks, science talks, things like that, where instead of assuming an answer for everything, that is one set way, which is what it sounds like had happened with that child, is it was kind of, you know, based on the standard that teacher had to use, the kid had to learn it that way, understand it as that way. But instead, if there was that conversation had and that collaboration so that yes we we could basically apply it in the situation it's situation based for what we need it for so working with someone who is more old school based the understanding could be had of how to do it the way that they know how and then in another setting be able to apply it in another setting and that's why something like common core for me i do get excited about but i completely agree with you and that maybe the challenge with it is the expectation, the standard, and um, definitely that they need to understand what it is getting at first, you know, build that foundation, and then they can add, you know, 
plant hangers to the porch or something, right. you know, Absolutely. trimming to the windows. And that's my thing is that you can't technically reprimand a child or a student and their grandparents or their parents who are not learning the same exact thing. Like it, it's okay. Well, I'm glad you got to the same answer, but just so you know, this is the process that we're working on it right now. But I mean, essentially, isn't that what Common Core is? It's a varied amount right. of different ways to come up with the same answer. Essentially, right? So I I get it. And at the same time, I get frustrated too because like I'm I'm not it it is I know parents are struggling with COVID and not being able to work and then they have little ones at home, so it's difficult for them as well. But I look forward to having the boys home because it gives me a little added sense of being able to do all of this stuff with them when I wouldn't normally do. Learn something a little bit different. Yes, I get frustrated. Yes, I don't really want to help them, especially when it comes to math. Because right. they're my strong students. But so many but I, people feel that way. And then it just causes more tensions in families between parents, grandchildren grandparents guardians and children and then therefore parents in the school system and the staff when we can't come to this understanding of a foundation for them to build on um further once they've they've laid and understood that foundation it's become normal for them and then like we said they're exploring options yeah how much more quickly they're going to forget it because it hasn't been ingrained. Yes. I totally agree with you. And you are not alone. I've heard and spoken and read so much about, you know, there's schools all over the country that are going through this and they're frustrated. You know, we've all seen on Facebook, there are those posts, I'm sure, or, you know, social media in general, in the news. um, Children are frustrated doing distance learning at home. Parents are frustrated working with their children and their children's parents and you know what culture is it really establishing for the kids and a mindset for them later right we talked about that mindfulness as they get older and you know now suddenly they're completely over school because they've had to go through it's kind of a traumatic experience in a way because everybody's in this turmoil about it I agree. You know, so. And, you know, there are a lot of schools that, I mean, we call it the mainland here, but let's, let's be real. The continental U.S., right? right? Because continental we, U.S. We're like, that's what we're talking about. Um, I know. And and that is that is a huge <laughs> base of my following. So it's <laughs> great. But, you know, a lot of schools, I have friends that are teachers in the mainland where their schools, the principals, the counselors, they're actually outlining Common Core because it it there is such huge disconnect between the parent the student and the teaching community that it makes it much more difficult for a child to be able to learn a concept because you know parents get stubborn i'm a parent let's be real i i would be stubborn i am stubborn and then the teachers are trying the best they can with the time allotment that they have teachers are already completely underpaid for that time frame and then you have the the child who just really wants to learn right or in some cases doesn't want to learn but they have no choice like it 
it becomes such a huge form of disconnect that a lot of schools I'm seeing throughout the U.S. are essentially going, we we can't do this. We can't do this anymore because it is becoming such a huge issue. The, the morale of the communities are no longer there anymore. It's really just tearing them up. So it's just so interesting to see how school life teacher life parent life is so intertwined with each other we already know this a lot of times teachers are parents parents are teachers and vice versa but we don't realize how much something that we think is so little is such a huge aspect of who we are you know, what what our community basis is. And I did not realize that until, you know, it was so easy. He could adapt easily. Old school math, new math. He still does that now. And, you know, even with him in calculus and trigonometry and all those kinds of things, which I could never, ever grasp in my lifetime. I like to consider myself smart, but math is never my strong suit. Um, and he considers it a benefit when you talk to him how he's got kind of an idea of both yeah. so that when he needs to change it right situation yeah he needs to change it to a specific situation it's adaptable it's quicker than a switch yeah. right you yeah. know which is, um which i think is is a benefit because the twins going to school it was pretty much common core from the beginning whereas with kael you know, he literally had to do two different ways and he's able to really adapt things accordingly. So it's it's just such a unique circumstance in the world that we're living in right now. No flying cars yet, but we have five different ways to solve I one tell you, problem. Come on back to the future. Please. <laughs> I swear. I mean and you know they say the the same thing. I'll probably be getting off topic here for a sec, so I'll try to make it quick. But um, students who are multilingual, um, people in general who are multilingual, you know, there's such an emphasis on learning English, and I'm not opposed to that. Right, that is what runs our entire school system, as well as most of the world. Um, but if they use that as a vehicle while still using their native language or heritage language and other languages that they're learning right it allows them to be again they can adapt to the to a given place and it actually does benefit their brain to being able to understand things because right you look at the same word and you can think of how to say it in a different language and write it in a different language versus just saying it that one way it gives multiple meanings um, and multiple multiple avenues to the same understanding yeah. um, so that everyone can understand. So I do agree. I actually wonder what influence, because I've, I've had instructors who they helped design the Common Core. Um, Yikes. They had an enormous influence in it, you know? And so I've understood their viewpoints from it too, but I totally agree with you. And it would be interesting to see if it were something that was not implemented from the very beginning and they they established that structure so that, because what age would you say Kael was at when he started learning Common Core? 
I would say that they were already dabbling in it when he was quite young, so probably second grade. But but most of his teachers, second, third grade, you know, even fourth, fifth grade, they they're old school teachers. They were teaching when you were in school. So right. they were still utilizing older base math, standard arithmetic type math, and then incorporating, you know, that's when teachers were still going to class trying to learn Common Core. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it really gave them the opportunity to teach both while developing, again, I use this word a lot, developing a foundation for these kids to be able to know, listen, you can't figure it out this way. You will always have your base. You know, you right. always have your foundation to fall back on if you're struggling. And right. so he was able to, he did Common Core, but a lot of the teachers did do both. So I think that he was able to really learn both of them side by side versus one or the other. Yes, I agree. It would be so much more interesting to see that. And, you know, on a parent's side, to have to then also teach your children other ways on top of what they're required of school, it, it's hard. So, you know, how do we do it in a school setting that everyone's on the same basis? And, and they say that a lot, it's a, it's a challenge, you know? Um, no one has any right solution for it. So what do we do? And these are great things. I almost kind of want to be in administration after this conversation. A lot of teachers start in that process, you know, they start with teaching and then they realize that they cannot necessarily make the changes that they would have been able to make unless they are in that type of room. So I think it's a really good idea for you to keep that as an option, keep that in mind, you know, moving in a direction you want to go, but know that changes they have to be made and teachers can teach and change within their own classroom setting but really how much of a difference are they making in such a varied community you know it's so true right and and, and i i am a wholehearted person when it comes to teachers i am like you guys are awesome i know how much teachers put in as a parent i know that every single day I drop my, now mind you, I ain't dropping my children off <laughs> this semester. <laughs> but every single day that I drop my children off with these people, they are huge influences in my children's life. They make or break my children's dreams. I'm there as a support system. I'm there as a parent. Yes, I will inspire or not inspire my kids. I give them the basis of what it is they need and what I expect of them and what the world expects of them. But I'm only giving them life tools. Okay? Teachers are teaching them every single thing they need in life as well as life tools. So I'm forever always grateful. And as somebody who's had my fair share of really awesome teachers, I am very thankful knowing that, you know, as a mom, 
I might teach my sons how to do basic math or English, but really how much of that information are they retaining because it is coming from me, right? It's technically a highest source. Whereas teachers just give them all the tools that they need when it comes to things like that. So I'm extremely thankful when it comes to those kinds of things for that specific reason. Like really, as a parent, where would I be? without it mm-hmm. you know what I mean like we need that and parents that do home teaching to to each his own I'm proud of you too because <laughs> the last six months have been so much of a challenge like I <laughs> I and I'm lucky social distancing and lockdown last year spring into the summer months for school the boys didn't have a structured school schedule so you know they weren't in school all the time and I had to help work with them and teach them and keep them on it because nobody really knew what we were doing this year it's a little bit different teachers on with them they have a structured um, teacher plan that needs to be done that I am just completely amazed at how much things have changed from last year to this year because I'll be honest with you I never want to relive that again it was not easy like I'm telling the boys I work through them and work with them on what it is they're doing and the hard part is also that I am learning their type of learning at the same time and that's what made it so difficult you know, I couldn't do yeah, math. It's not something you already established, right? right? You had no foundation basis in it yeah. because the basis that they were learning is different from what we had growing up. Yeah. It's a challenge for me to do in school. So I, you know, I will wholeheartedly, while I will be honest and say that if I needed to do it, I could probably manage I wholeheartedly am so thankful for everything, everybody that's been really putting that time and effort in because it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. And this year in general, you know, COVID, COVID's taken a lot out of all of us, not just, you know, family members who had gotten sick. Some people had lost their family members, but just in general, especially here in Hawaii, we are so far away from everything else shipments are longer and further behind schedule um businesses have had to close long time small businesses have had to close and then you know students we our economy is already a struggle and then now we have this situation where the kids are you know seeing the problems with them having to get their learning and everything done it's just so such a unique situation with a difficult mm-hmm. type as well, you know? It's just crazy. No, I entirely agree with you. There are so many, so much challenges and how do we how do we really come together to try to solve them and to make learn from today? while we would not have wanted it to be the challenges that we've gone through and the impact that it's had learned from today so that we may provide for a better 
tomorrow make changes for a better tomorrow i agree i absolutely agree but it's so cool i think how we took this conversation about building habits and turning it into school related um things that's kind of how our conversations go on the normal between you and i i wanted to touch base a little bit and talk about um I, I did a YouTube video last week, and so I wanted to touch base a little bit about Advent Calendar. Um, Honey Girls World is offering an Advent Calendar this year. It's been a few years since I've done one um, before for sale, $35 shipping included, and it includes planner goodies um, as well as just some crafty things. And, you know, I had this conversation with you a few months ago about different types of objects that I wanted to include in this advent calendar. And the reason why I'm bringing it up now is I wanted to ask you, you know, when you think about advent calendars and the price and all that kind of stuff, and you think about a planner type accessory advent calendar, what kinds of things would you like to get on the receiving end if you bought one? Well, you know me and I love my pens. Oh, pens. So, massive love for that. Um, pencils are okay, but you know, I'm not a pencil person. I really like things that, you know, I know people utilize their planners for different things, but um, I'm a post-it note person, true and true, have been since, I mean, they became a big thing out here, I would say, probably even. Um, and highlighters so regular pens and then highlighters um i'm someone who would use like post-it note tabs now if we're looking for the cuter aspect of things because sometimes i like the cuter things to add in aside from just my everyday stuff um i do love stickers you know you have amazing beautiful stickers out right now for your collection and i'm super excited um for the orders that i've placed for them because i know that i'll make great use out of them and they give me that little bit of touch of flair for home, I think, as well, but still seasonal. Um, I like my paper clips and my binder clips. I still utilize them every single day. And, you know, whether it's a stack of papers I need to keep with me or it's just to hold my planner in my little binder setup, um, paper clips go a long way. I know magnetic page flags are a big thing. I'm but that they are. You know, okay, so here's my thing with it that I didn't think about until now. You know how you can use a binder clip? So, I, of course, we live in Hawaii, so it's constantly humid and uh, but windy, right? So maybe you're sitting in front of a fan because it's hot, and so you use a binder clip to clip down one of your page that would normally get flipped in a book, like a journal or a, a notebook of some sort, a planner. So I found that if I'm using a magnetic um, bookmark, I'm not using it as a bookmark. It's weighted just enough that the paper doesn't fly. Okay, so I got so, that concept that you're getting at because that's one of the reasons I do, but I, okay. So just to kind of talk about my planner stash a little bit, I have a ton of those bookmarks, those 
magnetic bookmarks ones I've made myself to ones I've bought from Target Dollar Spot and Mm -hmm. places like Ben Franklin and Hobby Lobby but they never seem to do it for me I I bought from a brand called Ollie Clip quite a few years ago yeah when I first got started in the planner community for say not just planning on my own but truly like community-based planning I um, utilized all I purchased Ollie clip from Etsy and I believe that they only still have an Etsy store they are the only ones and if you look at my current traveler's notebook with my bullet journal I have two or three in there they are still the only magnetic ones I use that are functional other than that everyone is just pretty because they still are not heavy enough to even keep down my pages to you know or they're not right. enough or good enough of a magnetic thing that they can only stick to one page. So the Ollie clips for me work. And that was something I thought about when I was thinking about, you know, we were having this conversation. I was like, oh, magnetic page clips and stuff like that. But truly, I mean, I think an Ollie clip would be the only thing that I could see utilizing if I went that route. Because most of them are crap. Yeah, you do need a good one. I mean, I have one that it's super cute. It's like these sunglasses that are heart shaped. I think you've seen it. Yes. And uh, that so that works. So I use that yes. in my current planner, but it truly is deco because other than two or three pages, it will not stick. And, you know, I'm trying to think. So I, I mean, I can see the purpose of a paper clip, right? Like instead, if we were using a paper clip. But then a paper clip in something that might jostle around isn't going to hold. Right. And so then a binder clip would serve its purpose more. And I actually really enjoy binder clips. I so maybe that's the teacher in me. I don't know. I use binder clips. But you can't binder stick clip. two people, papers in a binder clip. You know what I mean? Right. But binder clips for me use so many purposes. I use binder clips when I'm cutting stickers. I use binder clips for a number of different things. I use binder clips to hold my pens in my planner. I use binder clips with dangles to create dangles because paper clips, while I do use them, my dangles fall out. So the binder clip gives me that option of really securing it in my planner to have a pretty little jingle jangle, you know, for it. So binder clips for me, yeah, I, I, I love binder clips and I would be happy to get a really nice size binder clip or gold one or rose gold or something along those lines with something pretty and frilly while it would still serve its purpose to be functional at the same time. So I agree definitely a good binder clip because nowadays they make them in all kinds of colors too yeah yeah and then they have those ones that are more like an industrial almost kind of chic vibe where they have they're just made out of metal and they don't have that um well the entire thing's already made of metal what am i saying mm-hmm. it's like the skeleton of the binder clip i know you have a few of those and i, I use one them too. Right now on my current traveler's notebook that actually has um, beaded dangles attached to it but it's pretty it's understated like it's just there it's a little piece of metal that you attach there it doesn't look like your traditional binder clip I love those and they're getting harder and harder to find in our immediate area 
you I don't know if you noticed but before I used to be able to find them all the time at Target and at Office Max and now I think people are kind of catching on <laughs> so they're they're not leaving it for people like us who, who gotta have all the things you know no, I agree. It acts, it serves its purpose almost like a bookmark. But even bookmarks in general are still great. You know us, we've always liked bookmarks growing up. But um, I agree. It's just enough to kind of, it serves the purpose of giving you that little bit of fair and flat, fancy, but not so much where it hinders you because it's covering up your whole page spread. And some people like to do that too. And I have moments where I'm like that being a scrapbooker you know and loving my crafts and stuff like that too and um and then when it comes to really need to plan down when we've got fruitful schedules we we need the space to write our massive loads of information hello bullet journals right and i know you got a, a bullet journal out right now too yeah i i'm I have different types of journals um, available with a bullet style for people who are into bullet journaling. I'm just proud that I've been in my bullet journal all year and it's friggin' October. Like, it's actually the end of October. So I have two months left of this year, which has been really hard because I've been wanting to switch over to my everything planner. But at the same time, it allowed me to really stay in a structure that I know has has worked and the everything planner mini is essentially a bullet journal with structure so it it doesn't have you know all the blank space pages and that's what I was really struggling with is that for example I just did my November spread in my bullet journal um and I decided to do the December one within a couple of days because sometimes I like flipping through and pre-planning instead of just having it on right. future log. Like I've been missing that this year and I'm also really tired of putting the layouts every month. I am like, oh man, do I need to do this? Draw out all the <laughs> boxes. So if you look at my last few months, they're all freehand. I did not use one. And then you look back at it. And you're like, I've come so far already. I might as well just do it. But then we find like the cheat ways, right? Yeah. I'm drawing. Really so you can see how it's like, it's not all pretty. At least my square or my sections are all the same amount of dots because I counted the dots out because I used dot grid for my bujos. Like, thankfully, it's stuck to that where my dots and everything are kind of laid out the same because let me tell you I was doing November's and I was like okay so I had a pumpkin theme for this month for October November came and I was like what's going on so I actually took some washi um, stickers that were flowers and kind of placed them all around my November monthly I was like I really don't like this and I hadn't created my November sticker sheets yet so I was like oh well thankfully it's washy I can just rip them all out if I decide <laughs> I don't want to use right. it because I just I, I just wasn't sure that I liked it and then I did December and my December month is empty but then I also did a layout spread with like a Christmas tree and a fireplace you know just kind of sketched it out and then traced it in black pen and it's it's, it's damn ugly like <laughs> 
I look at him like, what were you doing? How can I cover this up? So I, you know, that's the problem of the bullet journal, right? Is if I want to clip those pages or glue it together, then nobody will be able to see it. Versus the traditional planner where you're kind of stuck in that month. But at the same time, I do miss it. And I think that's why I'm unable to get too creative the way I would like. Mainly because I feel like I have to build everything from scratch. And because of that, I've lost the creativity once I drew out the basis of my month. You know what I mean? Like I'm over right. already. So I'm excited to get back into a planner that's set up for me, even though, like I said, I set up the everything planner so that it was similar to my bullet journal layout. I'm excited to get into that because now if I want to doodle, draw, create spreads, I still have the basis of what I need to do and I don't have to do anything outside of that if I decide I don't want to. Right now, I have to draw my week and I have to draw my month and I am over it. Because if not, where are you going to put it, right? So you have to make sure that you have it in there. And girl, you're doing, I mean, you you were, when you designed this thing, you put all of that love, sweat and tears in it already Mm -hmm. so that it saves the time for people because otherwise you know every time you're designing your layout in your planner I can imagine the math you're doing I know you have your key so you have an idea of how big to make it and it helps to have dot grid because girl right if we were just trying to write that in a blank journal you have to have some major engineering skills because you're looking at it and you're like no the line's not straight you correct the line a million times side sidetracked there but it's so true i'm so excited because you have stuck in it and even me i've stuck in mine and now we can again continue with the everything planner for the coming year and it's just gonna have that right talk about foundation and everything else in it and then we could throw in our potted plants are I'm excited I'm really excited to see what you're able to do with the layout because I know that you're going to come up with great things and that's the thing is that I I start off the year so strong where if you look at some of my planners they got full-on not planners but my bullet journal so I'm in my second bullet journal because I run out of pages from my other one and my first bullet journal had such elaborate drawings and all kinds of stuff my second one still got the drawings a little bit more simplistic but at the same time I noticed that my brain was just like bitch you just need to get it done like put it down do it (laughs) so that you can have a schedule and then you can decorate however you want if you want to so you know for August July, August, I laid out my month, but I didn't decorate until the month was about done. I, I wanted to doodle and I wanted to, you know, do something, but I didn't want to devote a specific page for it. So I used the old pages of the month to go back in and actually draw. So it really, you know, allowed me to work around it. And then, you know, I lacked the inspiration that I felt I really was going to have throughout the year because by that time I was like, ah, eh, done. And then of course we were renovating the house too. So, you know, it was just not important enough for me to be able to do it. 
but takes so much it mm-hmm. so much mindset and effort that I sometimes want to just have black and white with my colored pens because I do color code have that done have it all available I'll put a happy face there if I feel like it you know like so mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see how this goes I'm just proud that this Saturday is Halloween, so we start November on Sunday, and I'm just excited to see this year end. And I can look at a planner for once in years and say, I stayed in one all year long. Like, the only time Aww. I ever did that was my own personal planners that I created my own layouts, which is why I'm looking forward to the Everything Planner, but also Kit Life. The Keeping It Together planner was probably one of the few planners that I stayed in the entire year. Other than that, Erin Condren, Happy Planner. I always stopped after a few months and then had to find something to use to utilize those planners with because just certain layouts just don't work for me. And so I jumped from one to another to another. So you know, that was the positive of being in a bullet journal this year was that I made it work because I could adapt it however I need it. So we'll see. If I end up moving out of a bull out of the everything planner three months in, then we got issues because I I created that for my own use. I know. So that means that we just have that to- all it has to serve its purpose and I mean I'm so excited there's there's so much I'm looking at this thing right now I'm going in and I'm sticking little notes in it already for ideas that I have to use it for so I'm super excited I think that you'll make great use out of it so many people will just with the structure and how much still it allows a person to plan around their day super excited yeah there is I I love the structure aspect that and you know if people are washi tape sticker type people while the boxes will not fit traditional Erin Condren header stickers or box stickers I I wanted to make sure that they could still use deco in there if they really wanted to I actually should go now that think about it like design specific stickers for that portion but I didn't do it but you know I, I think about those things all the time like there are people who really technically pretty plan or they have planners specifically for that. How they do it, I don't know, more power to them. I'm just happy that I cleaned through more than six rolls of washi tape this year. I actually utilized my stash. So, you go, girl. Yes. You're going through your pens. Going through my pens. I've been using them. I mean, my husband bought me a really good pen case, which has made a difference. And... Um, because of that I've you know really been able to flip through my pens use them wisely and try to get them done that was important for me and this pen case literally can hold like 300 pencils color pencils or like 200 pens so there's a lot in it it it's not cheap it costs like 31 dollars off of Amazon but you know, for those of you that are interested in something like that, I actually have it listed in my um, Amazon storefront. So if you go to honeygirlsworld.com, you click on Amazon storefront, 
it actually has one in there, but it is worth it. It comes with a carrying case strap, which makes it perfect for on the go. You flip through your pens and I, I think it's well worth the $31. It comes in black and a number of different colors available. I got black because you know it's a universal color but they have a floral print one they have purple they have turquoise they have gray like just a number of different ones available and it's made things so easy so I put all my fine liners kind of all different you know from different brands kind of together and then I have like my different types of brush pens and my highlighter pens and my you know different ones available as well as my pencils and my click erasers all those things so that when I need it I can flip to it now mind you let me um retract a little bit I do have a little pencil case that I keep on me that I have my everyday pens for whatever I use for color coding or anything like that but this other pen set just allows me to you know it's like flipping a book flip the book grab the pen or pen I want good to go put it back away and it keeps it there because I had what four or five of those makeup travel cases filled with pens and I had to literally dig in there to get the pens that I wanted out and as much as I loved those cases to be able to do that I need to find other purposes for them actually because I can't put makeup in them now that I've had pens um you know I have stickers in there actually and one of them I have stickers but you know as much as it worked I was digging to find what pens now at a glance I flip a page they're all outlined there grab a pen good to go I'm I'm utilizing my stash because I can see everything right there you know right it's more visual it's at a hand uh, at a um, not just at a glance but you know at quick pace you could pick it up and run with it and use it and I'm even thinking how many people are tired of being indoors and when they can get away to somewhere that you know they don't have to be around other people it's still socially distanced but they could pull out a notebook and they'd have it at their disposal to be able to jot notes and write and all different kinds of things that we've missed being able to do since this whole since the close down with COVID, you know? I agree. So definitely allows you to travel. Yes, I agree with that because, you know, I take my bullet journal with me pretty often and I've been drawing a lot of my own art and stuff like that to do stickers and to do my coloring books that I designed, you know, that I sell through Amazon and stuff like that, my secret garden and stuff. I've been doing a lot of drawing and the fact that I don't have to take three cases or four of those makeup cases and they all fit in that one thing and I gotta tell you it's heavy like when Kevin had pulled it he's like hun geez I had no idea you had that much pants but really he did that's why he bought it (laughs) right you know he really truly knew I had that much but to have it all there and all available I am I love it that is definitely a necessity must have you know, for, for anything, because sometimes, honestly, I just don't use them. And then the pens, I mean, they're pens. The ink's going to dry out. You got to... Right. How many pens have you had that? Right. You can't replace the tips or the ink wells or any of those things. So 
being able to utilize them more often and, you know, have that option to take it with you for me is a big deal. And I got to thank one of our attendees from our last bullet journal workshop because I have seen them before on Amazon because we know I'm an Amazon addict. I've seen and searched for pen cases before, but when they show them, they don't show them with pens. It's always with color pens. So I was really worried that I would order something and it was meant specifically for color pencils because the elastic was just too tight. I was like, okay, she's putting two or three pens in that elastic. Then I'm going to try and buy a nice search. So, you know, again, like I said, not cheap. And my pen case holds way more than hers does. Well worth the $31 investment. Like I would buy another one if I need it. That'd make a good Christmas gift for, for her. You know, like they could put all of their different Tombow brush pens and their food food you know food and okay. thank mm-hmm. you <laughs> <laughs> I I seriously I call it it's okay food. I took Japanese class <laughs> that's helped yes that has definitely helped thank goodness because you know I've been butchering that name for the last two years girl mm. we ain't even about to go there no it's just jokes. you know it's just <laughs> so important i think for us to be able to transport our things especially now that most of us are working from home it's a good idea to go to the beach or to the park and have that easily transportable mm-hmm. i agree i agree so much we can utilize it i mean how many people do we expect to be seeing now like as soon as COVID's over and we're able to figure stuff out from there, like, come on. I want to go back to painting and stuff and utilizing the landscapes for things. And so we'll see it. We'll see it as a rise. So definitely a good place to go out and get it. Yeah, Amazon for sure. Or at least, you know, find something similar to that because I swear I have used makeup cases, makeup pouches, pencil pouches I've had my fair share of pencil pouches and they get used for a little while and then they, they don't serve its purpose especially for someone like me where I do have such a collection you know of different types of writing utensils like do I just keep it in storage and hope that they'll work later you know know, like what temperature degree get out the humidor like (laughs) right (laughs) exactly it's it and things dry out so quickly and then of course because we were moving stuff around in the house and stuff like that it became an issue because a lot of our things had to go outside and you know the problem with that is is that I've had temperature control in my bedroom and in the house for so long that really how is something going to be able to withstand the elements, the heat, the cold, all of that kind of stuff. You know, things become brittle, then they dry out. I mean, just a number of different things. So I am definitely happy for that. And my husband, he was he was like, "Han, I'm going to order your case because it was sitting in my shopping cart for months. 
and he was like i'm gonna go ahead and order order your pen case for you because you need it right you know oh, i'm so good about and that like, well, <laughs> i don't need it it's more of a want he was like yeah well you know you can kind of get all your stuff in one place which i think was just a really nice way of him saying get organized i want to do this for you and i also want you to organize this right yeah <laughs> So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Like it. It's been what two months now. I think since I've had this case. So I'll definitely see how it works um, over the course of the next year. But so far, it's something I've been pulling for, and I plan on my bed. So you know, I sit down on my bed and I lay out all of my stuff. It just allows me to easily go and flip through the pages that I need to and stuff like that so it definitely does make a difference which which I really do like so if you are interested and I say if as in not just Harmony but anybody who's listening to the podcast and have gotten this far and you're interested in seeing what pen case I have like I said if you go to honeygirlsworld.com and you click on the shop tab scroll to the Amazon um storefront and it'll pull up all my favorite amazon buys that i've had that pen case is there and it's it's worth every penny that it was for sure it's worth checking out so i highly suggest that i had no idea how long we had been talking already i know you can imagine regular conversations. This is why we should be filming them already. Because usually... Yes, I just think I mean, from now on, if I'm going to call you I'm j- and we're going to talk story, I'm just going to call you, talk story, and we're going to just record a podcast. Because our conversations usually go along these types of lines. Yes. So we'll definitely do that. But I am going to let you go. And I'm going to go and get something to eat. Um... I really enjoyed our conversation today and I love having you on with me because this talk story kind of thing really allows us to, um, you know, get different opinions, which I think for me is a big deal. For a long time, I've been doing Honey Girls World podcast on my own, which is essentially just a chit chat conversation with me. But having an extra opinion and doing that works. I mean, it's like our old school car car confessionals that we used to have um, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It really just gives us an opportunity to talk about all the things. So I want to thank you, Harmony, for joining me um, again today. Hopefully we can make this a weekly thing. Um, if you are watching this and you have any ideas of what you want us to talk about podcast-wise, um, definitely comment, send me an email or reach out on social media and we will add it to our list. I know today's conversation really just started off as productivity, mindfulness and developing routines and turned into common core and all kinds of stuff. So we covered a lot of stuff today. We did. Um, but, you know, I love podcasts. I listen to them in a car all the time. I listen to them before I go to bed. Um, it allows me to listen and do things. So I'm glad we were able to get that done. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any ideas or conversations you want us to touch base on or topics, definitely reach out and let us know and we'll cover all the things. We have no filter when we're talking story like this. <laughs> Okay, so you might catch an F-bomb here, 
a WTF there. Usually it's just from me, but we usually have no filter. And that's why podcasts to me are so important because it gives you such a varied topic range. It's really just a bunch of girls sitting down, talking story, having a chit chat, spilling the tea, you know, so it's worth it for sure to not only tune in, but to let us know what you want to hear and what you want us to talk about. Right. Who knows what rabbit holes will go down to go down on the next podcast, right? Mm, and today we went down that rabbit hole and we even met the matter today, okay? Can you tell me <laughs> about once upon a time? I got I got oh, and watching that too, so yeah, maybe I'll go put that in and watch thank goodness for disney plus yo but yes so tune in if you haven't already definitely check out honeygirlsworld.com as well as all my social media which will be linked um on my main page or in the description or all the things um and shoot us a message if you would like to get any type of anything out of us um and thank you guys all for joining us today harmony thank you for stopping in today as well and um we'll see you guys in our next podcast or not see we'll talk to you in the next podcast have a great one guys have a bye. great one harmsy thanks sister you guys too bye i'm waving can you bye, see? bye. i can hear your waves oh, okay good <laughs> <laughs> okay see you later bye